the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. It's the Friday show on a chilly January afternoon. Kath, uh, we continue to broadcast from the spare rooms once again. Uh, you and your COVID, have you tested positive still? <laughs> Uh, thank you for inquiring as to my medical condition, John, on this yes. Friday. Uh, I have not retested for COVID. I figured one positive test was enough. One po- now, is there a point, though, right? Uh, I mean, is this a corporate thing? I mean, right? Well, following the CDC guidelines, John, I'm glad you brought this up. You can go onto their website and do a, there's a little calculator as you can determine when your symptoms started and when you are free to return to normal activity. I see. Okay. So is there something stopping you from testing again? Is it just fear or, or what? Well, I, we only have a few tests in the house. And based tests? on how things are going so far, I feel like I might need to conserve those. So it's a matter of economics. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the exactly. government sends you free ones, don't they? We just applied for a couple more uh, a couple of days ago, but they're not going to come for a while. So we've only got two left here in the house. Why don't you run on down to CVS? Because they cost 10 bucks. Wouldn't you like to know? Well, if I still have it, I mean, I know yeah. I had it. No, yeah, but, I don't need to know I still have it. I'm sure it's it's waning. I feel okay. fine. It's waning. Just Other than the waning. fact that I could sleep all day, I feel fine. Very good. All right. Are you still sleeping? Uh, I am still sleeping. Yes, I slept uh, 11 hours last night. Oh, that's nice. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then you're all caught up then, right? I feel good about it, John. <laughs> I don't need to sleep again until I see you on Monday. Yeah. Do you have an appetite? I do. I've been eating pretty much everything in sight. Great. Okay. Well, you sound fine. You sound normal. Thank you. Thank COVID you so much. I appreciate- Is it too early for me to tell you? Tell me what. Your weekend has begun. Oh, six minutes past. Exactly, <laughs> sir. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Six minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. At least in our spare rooms, all is right and well, right? So neither one of us are in studio, but the but our fan is in the studio. Right. Thank you. It's good. He sounds terrific. <laughs> Very nice. Very clear of throat. He has no COVID or RSV. No. Functions. No, no, no flu either. So he were, yes. he's good. Hey, uh, 14th time is a charm, apparently, for Kevin McCarthy. We're in the what? middle of that right now, I guess. Uh, they uh, apparently uh, they, they've, re- they, they've ended the vote and they're going to wait until 10 o'clock this evening to reconvene to gather two members who have not voted throughout this process for some weird reason. I'm not quite sure. But uh, Kevin McCarthy says he's optimistic and feels as though now he has the votes. But what has he given up to get there is the question. Practically everything. Right? So there's not going to be any point in being speaker by the time uh, this is all over. Power for the sake of power, apparently. I don't what know. What a disaster. You have to speak to that man himself and uh, figure out uh, the dynamics of it all. But uh, the nation's capital is still here. The wheels of government momentarily paused, but they will churn eventually at some point, I'm sure. Anyway, Kat, yeah. with all that. Yes. Uh, Friday, uh, a mm-hmm. busy news day. Yes. So without further ado, uh, let's go to the news. Give us the top four at four. 
All right. Friday, January 6th, 2023. I'll start with number one. This morning brought more positive news um, when it was reported that the breathing tube is out of DeMar Hamlin and he has begun talking to Buffalo Bills teammates again. Now, DeMar Hamlin had been using a breathing tube since Monday. He can now fully breathe on his own after the cardiac arrest he suffered on the field during Monday night football. So, John, that is good news for everyone who loves DeMar uh, in his circle in Buffalo and also here in his circle in McKees Rock. So we're thrilled to hear that. Thank you, God. Number two. An Orthodox Jewish group, John, has launched a campaign against the New York Times, blasting the newspaper for its investigative coverage into the city's private yeshiva schools over the past few months. At least three billboards were put up in Manhattan that accused the newspaper's investigation of threatening the Jewish way of life and calls the article's misleading, one-sided portrayals of the community. The billboard claims that the New York Times has featured 12 articles against Orthodox Jews in three months, a series of investigative pieces focused on the schools known as yeshivas, which the Times say deprive children of secular education, exploit public funding, contribute to poverty, and mistreat students. Times bosses have defended their reporting, with one school featured since fined $8 million for corruption. Number three. The holiday meltdown at Southwest Airlines last month cost the company, get ready for it, as much as $825 million in lost revenue and added expenses, the company said in a government filing today. Southwest is the largest domestic airline in the U.S. It canceled more than 16,000 flights over an 11-day period at the end of December. Of course, all you saw the you know, photographs of stranded people, frustrated, you know, uh, moms, dads, little kids, luggage everywhere. Anyway, the company has apologized and offered to reimburse inconvenience travels. Roughly half of the cost stemmed from lost sales. And number four, the Steeler MVP for the 22-23 season, as voted by the players, is Minka Fitzpatrick. Really? And that is your top four. At four. Very nice. You know, the New York Times story is weird. Um, Of course, you hear the complaints about anti-Semitism in the pages, but the New York Times is owned by a Jewish family. Right. Which And, you know, I I read quite a bit about that today. There are two sides to that story. I mean, because the Times is saying they're concerned about the children that are attending the school. Mm -hmm. They want the children to be safe. They want the children to be learning, you know, in a in a true educational atmosphere. Um, And uh, they want there to be a high quality school. And they said that the investigation into the yeshiva schools came out of the investigation they were doing into underperforming schools in New York City. So the New York Times is sticking to their perspective on it. Uh, but the Jewish community is also sticking to its perspective on it. So uh, to be honest with you, I'm not sure where the truth is. Um, I'm guessing it's somewhere in the middle, but I don't know where the line is. It's really interesting. I mean, uh, there are uh, so many yeshiva schools in the New York City area. It's it's not an uncommon sight to see big yellow school buses filled with conservative Jewish children, which the first time I moved to New York City, I was shocked. I was like, what is that all about? I mean, you know, there you would see, you know, kids in typical, you know, wearing the black hats mm-hmm. and the droidals. And it's, it's very interesting. But there are literally hundreds and hundreds of school buses that flow throughout the city, taking kids to school at the yeshiva schools. So 
Anyway. Well, the, this campaign, did you see any of the pictures of the billboards in Manhattan? Did, yeah. 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 Um, they're saying that the New York Times disparages their way of life writ large. Everything from the way they educate their children to the way they handle marriage, divorce, custody disputes, even the way they support their families while holding fast to their faith and traditions. Mm. So the Jew, at least this sector of the Jewish community is certainly seeing it as a religiously motivated issue. Sure, sure. And, and the I'm, New York Times is saying it has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with the fact that we were investigating underperforming schools and you have some. All right. Well, it's playing played out yeah. in the public forum, the New York Times. All right. We'll take a quick break and come back. When we do come back, speaking of Jewishness, we're going to talk about Edith Stein in just a few minutes with Richard Mao. Edith Stein, a fascinating story. If you don't know about her, you'll be really encouraged by what you hear. WORD. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. It's our Valentine dinner cruise, Friday, February 10th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. And now through January 10th, get 10% off your ticket price. Book now at wordfm.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager. As you know, the culmination of my life's work has been writing my Rational Bible Commentary series. I have done Genesis, Exodus, and the just-released Deuteronomy. They are all called the Rational Bible because my approach is entirely reason-based. My motto is, if it doesn't make sense, I don't accept it. If you look up the 5,000 reviews on my Rational Bible volumes, you will see how many lives I have changed. Whether you are a Jew, a Christian, an atheist, or a member of some other religion, it doesn't matter. This speaks to your mind and your heart in explaining the most important books ever written, the Rational Bible. The latest is Deuteronomy, the most quoted book of the nation's founders. So if you're looking for the perfect holiday gift, even for someone with no faith, in fact especially, I recommend giving them my Rational Bibles. Go to PragerStore.com. You can buy them individually or as a complete set. All Rational Bibles sold in the Prager Store are autographed by me. Go to PragerStore.com. That's PragerStore.com or click the banner on my website. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, pay PayPal or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code TREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code T-R-E-E. Use code TREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cashback's not available in Cass, New Jersey, Wisconsin. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. 
Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Edith Stein is one of the great saints of the Christian faith. And her story is fascinating, but my guess is a lot of people may be familiar with the name Edith Stein, but they don't know the story behind who she was. Richard Miles back with us. He's been a regular guest over our show for many years. He is a um, professor of faith and public life at Fuller Theological Seminary in California, where he served as president for 20 years. He's written numerous books, including Adventures in Evangelical Civility. And Richard, welcome back to the show. How are you, friend? Hey, great to be back. Good to hear your voice. Yeah. And you happy as well. New Year, Richard. And Kathy, as we were yeah, great. Yes. Yeah, happy yeah. New Year to both of you. Yeah. Richard, I was uh watching a post that you put up on Facebook a couple weeks ago and you mentioned uh Edith Stein. And yeah. you said that you keep a picture of her in your office. I do. And so the natural question is why? Well, you know, I mean, it, it fits a number of things for me. For one thing, I'm trained in philosophy, and she was a German philosopher. And uh, secondly, I, I have a deep interest in Judaism and relationships with the Jewish community. I'm very concerned about anti-Semitism these days. Uh, it just keeps coming up in horrible ways. And uh, Edith Stein is kind of a hero to me because... Uh, she also had a deep faith in Jesus Christ. And uh, as a person of Jewish background, she came to Christ. And so there are a lot of things that converged in her life that I just admire greatly. Fabulous. So, Richard, uh, could you, in in some small detail, talk to our audience about Edith Stein, about her journey, uh, born a Jew, but became a Christian, found Jesus yeah. Christ? Yeah, right. She was born into a Jewish family. Uh, they certainly were somewhat observant, and but as she grew older, she was very smart, very interested in philosophy, and was studying that, and she abandoned her Jewish beliefs, belief in God and other things. She just abandoned that. She became a, a, a kind of a favorite of some of the great philosophers in Germany at the time, a guy named Edmund Husserl, and later Martin Heidegger, people like that, these German uh, Philosophers were just impressed by her, even though it wasn't to, it wasn't acceptable for a woman to ascend very high in the academy in the world of philosophy those days. Uh, she made it about as far as she could go, and was very well accepted and beginning to be seen as sort of one of the bright lights in German thought. And then she became a Christian, you know, and she she became a Christian. Uh, Certainly by uh, reading about Christianity, she had a fascination with it. But the, the marvelous story is that uh, one day she was in the center of the city and she saw a person r really rushing. And where the person was rushing was into a Catholic church. And uh, for some reason, she followed that person in and she just sat there. And she looked up into a statue of Christ. She looked up into the face of Christ. And she said, Christ kind of took hold of her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't just an intellectual conversion, but it was a genuine encounter with Jesus Christ. And she gave her life uh, to that. 
and uh, she wanted to go all the way with this. She wanted to be a, 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 a Carmelite nun, which means you go into a, a, a an enclosed com, uh, you know, convent and you really yeah. don't have any contact with the outside world. And she eventually did that. Uh, but they put her in a, 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 a monastery, a convent, on the border of Belgium and, and Holland. And the Nazis uh, sought out Jews in the Catholic Church, you know, Jews who had become Christians. And she and her sister, her sister also converted and uh, became a, a nun, uh, were taken out of that convent and sent to Auschwitz where they died in the uh, in the gas chambers. Richard, uh, when when you first posted about um, Edith Stein online, I was really struck by a testimony of hers that you put in quotation marks, and I want to read it now. She said, in referring to her uh, transport to Auschwitz, she said, things were in God's plan, which I had not planned at all. I am coming to a living faith and a conviction that from God's point of view, there is no chance... And that the whole of my life, down to every detail, has been mapped out in God's divine providence and makes complete and perfect sense in God's all-seeing eyes. Yeah. Can you comment on that? Oh, I, th- I mean, I think it's great. You know, I'm a, I'm a Calvinist. <laughs> I think that things are within the plan of God. But there's something wonderful about her because she knew she was heading toward a confrontation with the Nazis. And just the fact that she would say, uh, even this, what is very likely going to be, I'm going to have to die for my faith. And she saw herself as dying in solidarity with the Jewish people who were also uh, the people of her Jewish Lord, her Jewish Savior. Uh, that, That sense that she was willing to submit to the will of God in her life and not just stand up for an idea but stand up for a devotion to God and Jesus Christ I think was a wonderful thing Dr. Richard Miles with us, professor of faith and public life at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, where he served as president for 20 years. You can check out many of Richard's books. He's written numerous ones, including Uncommon Decency, Calvinism in the Las Vegas Airport, and The Smell of Sawdust. So, Richard, um, like many people during World War II, the Nazis knew of Edith Stein, and they intentionally came reaching for her and ultimately killed her, yeah? That's right. That's right. And, you know, as a result of all of that, uh, she was made a saint of the Catholic Church. Uh, There was kind of a controversy about that because uh, many people in the Jewish community were saying, well, you know, you see her as dying as a Catholic on behalf of the Jewish people. You're kind of uh, celebrating the fact that she converted (laughs) to Christianity and like that. And the Catholic Church... uh, basically came to the view that she was condemned because the Catholic Church had condemned Nazism and uh, they went after her for for that. But the fact is that she did die in a real sense of solidarity with the Jewish people and and, uh, doing the will of God and, and her Jewish Savior. You know, she was very big on that, that her Savior was a Jew. Which I think we need to hear today, too, during the sure do. T- tides Richard, of anti-Semitism. Yeah. yeah, isn't it amazing to you? I, I, at least it is to me. 
Um, you know, I, I'm old enough. My my parents fought in World War II, um, and you would think, well, I'm surprised that anti-Semitism has loomed so large in this country. It's become a big problem again. What What is the root of all that? Why, again, are we talking about this? Why is there so much hatred towards the Jews in the 21st century? I, I just, I mean, you know, you're, you're asking me a question that I don't, really don't know yeah. the answer to. It's and unanswerable. Course, and you folks in Pittsburgh are well aware of... You know the the very real danger of yes mm-hmm. of violence. You know because you've had it within you know within sight four right years there. ago. Yeah, but the I I think it has a lot to do with a long history of it that it's just been there and it's just below the surface. I think it has something to do with uh, uh, you know frustrations about the Middle East and uh, you know a lot of the ways in which Israeli policies enter into it and. Uh, but I think some of it is uh, a part of this spiritual struggle that uh, mm-hmm. that God. The, this is still in 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 a profound sense a people with whom God made an ancient covenant, mm-hmm. and there is a special status in our stories of our own faith to the Jewish people, and uh, that can easily become a matter of resentment. And it can become a matter of, uh, for some of us, uh, taking joy in the fact that uh, that God has opened up the promises of to the ancient Jewish people, opened that up to us as Gentiles as well, you know. Richard, I, I've been thinking about um, Edith Stein's conversion and her being an academic, you know, an elite intellect, and yet her conversion wasn't based on uh, you know, evidence or data points that she lined up. Um, it was an actual, as you said, encounter. And is that, it, it fascinates me because it seems like in this bifurcated age we live in, you are either quote unquote evidence based or you're not. And there's no room at all for inclusion of both of those experiences in a life. No, spiritual mystery. That's right. And and I think that's one that's one of the things that uh, Kathy that I I'm so attracted to in her was that uh, she she certainly had thoughts about this. She was certainly convinced intellectually of uh, of the Christian faith, but th- that being convinced intellectually was a result of something else that happened in her life that opened her, her mind and her heart uh, yeah. to the living God and to the and to the Savior. Yeah. yeah. And so, Richard, do you know, um, I'm sure as a, as a as a, someone who's in higher education all these many years, uh, did she leave writings behind? I'm sure there's been many books written about her, but in her own words, w- were there things that were left? Yes, yeah, she, she wrote quite a bit about philosophy. And in fact, a couple of the popes, including the one who, who just died, uh, were very much influenced by her, her thinking, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and even after, I mean, she wrote before she became a Christian, but she also wrote after she became a Christian. And, uh, you know, one of the things that was, uh, this is another attractive thing to me, one of the things that was uh, a big topic for her was the idea of empathy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we talk about civility and we talk about uh, being open to people with whom we disagree and how do we go about uh, engaging people 
with whom we disagree, that idea of having empathy for others, making room in our consciousness for for them and and not seeing them as uh, just evil people, but people that we need to uh, listen to carefully and respond to in ways that uh, honor God. You know. Amen. That's Dr. Richard Mao. Richard Mao was the uh, president for 20 years of Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California. Richard, before you leave us, uh, you sound terrific. Uh, you're do. still in recovery after a stroke that you suffered. Tell us how you are. I'm doing really well. You know, I've I've learned to walk again. Uh, in a little while, my physical therapist will come. And uh, while my therapist is here, I do a lot of walking without any assistance at all. Although uh, I'm under orders when I'm not with a therapist that I have to use my walker. But I'm really doing well. And, you know, there's been no cognitive uh, effect on this. I can think. I can write. I can... Uh, yes. You know, talk to great people on the radio uh, about important ideas. So uh, I'm, I'm just grateful to God. Yeah, Fabulous. we are, too. We surely are, Richard. I mean, that's it's been a heck of a long journey. I mean, you know, it just kind of rolls off your tongue. You say, I've learned how to walk again. I mean, that alone, that, that's an amazing thing to think, you know, uh, it's such a complex process to learn to walk again, speech again, everything. It was kind of like ground zero back up. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. And it was a very, very scary thing, you know, when you're, you just don't know, like, you can't put your feet on the floor and just start moving. But it's wonderful to be able to do that again. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for uh, people in the medical profession and in the caring profession who have been a big part of my lives and my life and have uh, just meant a lot to me. So, yeah. Very good. And for well, happy people new year like to you, you who prayed for me, thank you so much. Our it's good pleasure. to be back. It's great to you. hear you. Yes, yeah. it is. Good it's to have nice. you back, Richard. Okay. Thank you, Richard. Thanks. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Bye bye. We'll take a quick break uh, from Richard Mao and uh, Kath. Moving into what next year? This or that coming up next, the weekly feature. Hey, I look forward to it. This or that. Straight ahead, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk in the Right Home Toward FM. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is going to be asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners and is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. More information is coming soon. But in the meantime, if you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling one 1-866-806-2977. That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. New year, new home. It's the perfect time for an upgrade with new window coverings from Blinds.com. And right now at Blinds.com, you can save up to 40% site-wide on premium custom window treatments. Upgrading your windows is a minor project with a major impact. And Blinds.com makes it easier and more affordable than you think. Need help choosing? Set up a free call with one of our expert designers to make the best selection. 
from trendy woven wood to classic shutters and more. Plus, you can rest easy with Blinds.com's professional installation services and our 100% satisfaction guarantee. With Blinds.com, there's no guesswork, no hassle, and no multiple trips to the store. There's a reason we've got over 40,000 five-star reviews. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Shop Blinds.com and save up to 40% site-wide. Get up to 40% off everything right now at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, folks, listen, you have to check out Up Faith and Family this new year. You can cozy up to romantic comedies, treat yourself to an uplifting Christian music performance, or hear powerful stories in the exclusive first season of Jesus Calling. And it's all ad-free. With Up Faith and Family, you can stream uplifting, family-friendly shows anytime, anywhere on your favorite device for only $5.99 a month. Visit upfaithandfamily.com slash Salem and start your 14-day free trial today. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see mostly cloudy skies for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 31. Mostly cloudy skies continue tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 36. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 24. Cloudy skies Sunday with occasional rain in the afternoon. We'll wrap up the weekend with a high of 37. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. It's time now for This or That. Every Friday afternoon at this time, Kath and I uh, have a list, and it really doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. It's not some sort of psychological survey of who we are. It might we be. We just choose something. This thing or that thing. Kath, uh, you want to go first? Want me to go first? I'm ready to receive. All right. Receiving. Here we go. As they say in $25,000 pyramid terminology. <laughs> Electing your senior class president. Electing a Speaker of the House. <laughs> uh, at this point, I'll go with electing the senior class president. All right. COVID. RSV. <laughs> uh, uh, how do you? That's a stupid. It's this or that. It's All right, John. Stupid. I mean, it's for crying out loud, I guess I pick RSV. How do you right. do that? Sleep. Work. Uh, right now, I'm choosing a work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness you're here. Yeah. Duke Ellington, Count Basie. Oh, Count Basie. Mm hmm. A taco, a hot pocket. Oh, gosh, a taco? Ten times out of ten. Oh, yeah. You got a thing against hot pockets. Yes, huh? I do. Right. Putting up the Christmas decorations, putting away the Christmas oh, decorations. Oh, of course, putting them up, because putting oh. them away, who wants to do all that? Mm, yeah, that's kind of always sad, too, Eat isn't that. it? The compost pile, the garbage can. No, the I choose composting, John. I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna become one of those radicals. Okay. Lauren Bobert, Matt Getz. 
Oh, gosh. John. This or that. That's that's unpickable. I can't choose. This or that. What are you... I guess because she's newer, I'm going to go with Bobert. But, oh, I good. mean, it's birds this of a, a feather. Solid endorsement there. Bed, <laughs> Bath & Beyond, Kmart. Oh, Bed, Bath & Beyond. And they're mm. in big trouble, John. They're going to go out of business. They're in big trouble. Like Kmart has. <laughs> a GPS, a paper map. Uh, GPS. Mm. I mean, I like a paper map, but who? I mean, I'm not turning down that someone t- saying go left here. Mm-hmm. The 12th day of Christmas, Good Friday. What? Okay, the 12th day of Christmas. Very good. Okay, that's it. That's my this or that. Good grief. That was hard. What do you mean RSV or COVID? All right, John, we're both broadcasting. We're both broadcasting from uh, from home today. We're each in our spare rooms uh, because I have COVID and because you've got a problem with your foot. I've got a problem. It's a little bit of a flashback to when we broadcasted from home for a year and a half during mm. the COVID era. So I give you today the flashback edition right. of this or that. Are you ready? Yep. Number one, going to your high school reunion or going to your college reunion? Oh, uh, my high school reunion is always fun. Uh, yeah, I go there. Mm-hmm. Number two, Godfather 2 or Terminator? Oh, Godfather 2. Mm, okay. Number three, Lost. Or Mad Men? Mad Men. Really? Yes, Lost. They both rely on the flashback. Yeah, but Lost just really petered out. It got, it just ate itself in ridiculousness. At least Mad Men had a through line. Number four. You've been given a plane ticket, John, to visit a country you've been to before. Yeah. You choose to revisit China or you choose to revisit Ethiopia? Hmm, No, I'm going to China. Are you? I mean, it's vast. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah. But I loved Ethiopia as well. I'd love to go to Ethiopia on Christmas Day. Yes, I would too. Yeah, that's I know. What I that, would be, that would be really That'd fabulous. Be fabulous. Yeah. That would be. Number five. If you could return, John, to a former line of work tomorrow, mm. you would be acting in New York City mm-hmm. or you'd be working in a restaurant in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I hope never to re- work in a restaurant ever, ever again. Please give my regards to Broadway, New York City. If you could return to a former line of work tomorrow, you'd be acting in Pittsburgh or working in a restaurant in New York City. Oh, my gosh. No, I'd still like to be on the stage. That's fine. I'll be happy to be back at the public theater. Thank you. Number seven, free of charge, you've been transported to Europe where you haven't been since I don't know when. Mm. You're happier, John, to be back in France or you're happier to be back in Portugal. Yeah, I'll take Portugal. Yeah, I love Portugal. I had a really wonderful time. Now, my wife is going, we got to go to Paris. I know I have to get back there. But I had a great, great time in Portugal. Best Highly country to retire. Portugal. Yes. There we yes, go. Yes, it is. Right. Yeah. Number eight, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, mm-hmm. 1960. Or The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald, both based on the flashback, 1925. Oh, boy. Uh, I love to. Uh, I'm going Great Gatsby. It's like it's a great the, the great They're American great. tragedy. They're both yeah. great. Number nine, us seeing U2's Joshua Tree Tour together the second Very time nice. at Heinz Field or us seeing Hall and Oates together at the paint. <laughs> I mean, that was a really fun night, wasn't it? Hall it and Oates at the paint. Uh, but I got to go U2. Of course right? you do. That was a great night. That was a fabulous okay. night. Okay, and the last one, you wake up tomorrow and Luke Ravenstahl's mayor of Pittsburgh or oh. you wake up tomorrow and Sophie Masloff. Oh, Sophie Maslow. Those were enchanted times indeed.
101.5 WORD. Should a Christian's life be so different that people around us know what we believe? That's a good question. One that Dr. J. Vernon McGee answers this week on Through the Bible. Join us in our continuing journey through Romans as we learn important principles to live by and then Paul's communication shifts from doctrinal thoughts to more personal notes. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cause was stopped. The threats would stop. It was easy like uh, one, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now, Christian author and evangelical leader, here to remind you that God's gifts should never be taken for granted. Take, for example, your retirement savings. You've worked hard for your money, and God has rewarded you for that. Now, with record inflation eating away at the value of the U.S. dollar, those rewards are literally being taken from you. But there is a way the faithful can fight back. By diversifying your retirement account into gold, your savings can be protected. And that's what God wants. Even better, a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group allows you to transfer your current retirement funds into gold without fees or penalties. To see how it works, text the word FAITH to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold IRAs. That's FAITH. To 989898. Take action right now, and I pray that your family is blessed with continued prosperity. Rayma Christian School is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through eighth grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rayma aims to develop the whole child spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rayma is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. Accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the 2023-24 school year. Visit RaymaChristianSchool.org. All right, Twitter's a mess, isn't it not? Now, I've got a few things that I can talk about that when I look at my Twitter feed, I go, yeah, that's weird or that's upsetting. But more often than not, I, I, I gravitate towards things that, you know, that I really like. And so I'll hit the like button and, um, you know, sometimes I'll go back and take a look at them. So, Kath, I've got a few things from my like button. And, okay, uh, I'm ready. Okay, all right. Uh, what about this? Um, uh, Andrew Filipponi says this. I had an NFL source tell me that he thinks that if the neutral site AFC championship scenario plays out, the game will be in Pittsburgh at AccuShore Stadium. That would be wild. What do you think? Okay. So I don't I, I don't 
Uh, first of all, that yeah, that would be wild. That yeah. would be wild. That would, would you be a go? Ton- that would no. Be kind of fun. I it would be nice to see a football game that I wasn't so intimately That's invested it. in. Exactly. Because I get so stinking in you know. I get physically disturbed by the whole experience. And I would imagine that the NFL would be like throwing tickets at people right here. They want to have some people in the stands. So it's like a no-brainer. No pressure, no anxiety. You show up and you watch two teams play a game. I kind of like the idea. Yeah, but would you go to that? If it was like four degrees, no. But if it was 35, yeah, maybe I would. You think you would? Yeah. All right, how about this? Speaking of football, uh, David Pollock says this. The impact of DeMar Hamlin's injury has been so incredible. It's brought out the best of us. I see so much kindness and sympathy and compassion. The most amazing thing to witness is our collective dependence on God. Mm-hmm. We were hurt and lost, and immediately we turned to him. How powerful is our God? Isn't that true? Well, you saw I, that on Sunday night. Yeah, I did too, but what's? I, I'm so... Yes, I, I think that our, our God is incredibly powerful. What was so interesting, though, about Monday night is why so many people who are not who who don't include faith as part of their life still talk about yeah. praying in a way that makes it seem like they do think that God is powerful. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So what's what's that about? It's that human yearning for that for that relationship or that acknowledgement or that belief again. Yeah. I, I don't know what it meant, but I just love that people were willing at, without shame or fear or to embarrassment or prayer. whatever. Yeah. And to yeah. actively yep. pray. I mean, you yep. saw it. I mean, yeah. national news media were praying live on, yep. on air. It was fabulous. Yep. Okay. Yep. One more thing here. Uh, this is from Jim Rose Circus and uh, somebody I follow. He's got a picture of um, a, a refrigerator uh, sort of like sitting outside someone's house. And he says... This old fridge was put outside with a sign saying, free. Nobody touched it for days. Then I changed the sign to $60. The fridge was stolen that night. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny? That's awesome. All right, I follow a woman by the name of Joy Beth on Twitter, and she was expecting her first baby right before Christmas. And she took to Twitter, and, you know, this is, for people who are on Twitter, this is something that you see periodically, is she was just brutally honest about the fact that she'd never had a baby. She had never, you know, given birth. She'd also never lived through the first few days of having, she was totally freaking out. What do I do with a baby? What, like, what, how much is it going to hurt? pretty common right how am i going like and as i was reading her posts before christmas i was thinking back to myself before my first baby thinking what am i doing you know women throughout all of time have given birth but it wasn't me right and how do how am i gonna handle it how am here it comes you know what anyway um just seeing how kindly people responded to her really and just said this was my experience, or I've never had a baby, but I've gone through hard things, or I'm a guy and I don't know anything about it, but I just respect the fact that you're a woman and your body's going to do that. Or like people were so incredibly understanding of this young woman's plight. And then just yesterday she said, Twitter, I'm so excited to introduce you to Amelia Catherine. She's absolutely perfect in every way. 
And so you see some of the same people who came online and said, you did it. You know, like, good for you. You, yeah. you survived. Anyway. It's now a, get off it, Twitter. It, right, exactly. It's a normal human thing that, you know, uh, half of the populace experiences. But there are a few times when you see those anxieties put in written form like that and just see people who don't know her responding with kindness. That's I really, really loved good. it. Really okay, so it. that's that's like one of those best of Twitter things, right? Yeah. Because no one was like, you know, pointing the finger or shaming her or calling her names or saying, you know, how dare you not be prepared or not be, you know, a good expected mother. All right. Exactly. Okay, so we're home in our spare rooms and we're both suffering th- through some maladies. And I saw this and I thought, this is true. This is me. Uh, KJ Ramsey uh, on Twitter says, as hard as it is to believe, your body isn't a bully or a betrayer, your body is a biographer. And I look at myself. Wow. Right? I look at my, I'm like, I'm suffering. Wait, say that again. Your body isn't a bully. As hard as it is to believe, your body isn't a bully or a betrayer. Your body is a biographer. Hmm. Right? Because I'm suffering through something now that happened when I was 22 years of age. 22 years. That story is written on my body. And now it's come back to haunt me decades later. The biography of my life is written on that mm. fall that I had. And all the pain, all the things that have gone downstream has now come back. That story is back to revisit me. And I'm having to deal with it all over again. It's not my body's fault. My body hasn't been a bully. My body hasn't betrayed me. It's yeah. what's the story is what's happened to me. Wow, that's really good. All right. Close with this. Lexi Mannix, uh, she's a physician. She posted this. She said, seeing how much the world accepts that it's impossible to move on after watching CPR. She's talking, of course, Mm. about the Hamlin injury during Monday Night Football. She said, it really makes me think about how we medical professionals, especially those who work in emergency departments, are expected to just move on immediately after a code. Boy, you've got that right. I mean, I have thought about that tweet so many times in the last three or four days that, you know, while I was watching Monday Night Football Live when DeMar Hamlin went down, I felt sick, absolutely sick about it. You were watching what was happening, how traumatized the people were, the players were around him. Someone's getting CPR live on television. Exactly. I mean, it was shocking. But imagine if that's your job. And yeah. you see that, you go and do that, and then you're just expected to go care for the, the next patient. Well, I mean, you think about how many times, you you know, do you drive past an ambulance? And you think, that's what those guys are doing, those men yep. and women, yep. all day, All day, every, every day. day. I mean, God bless those first responders, those people in the emergency room, everybody who's involved in healthcare and saving our lives. Fabulous people. I mean, what a great heart. Anyway, that's our Twitter likes for the week. We come back, we're going to talk about pizza. What country eats the most? Who eats the most? What country? Yep. Probably us. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people... It's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. And it's true. The typical family switching to MediShare saves 500 bucks or more a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. 
There are 400,000 members. They've shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it really is a great community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, they'll waive your new member fees, and you'll save an additional 10% off all of 2023. That's right. No fee to join, 10% off every month of next year, but it's a very limited time offer. You have to sign up before January 15th. Great savings, great health care. Find out more. Call now. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent, but then I tried Babbel. Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite-sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks. Babbel gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world. University studies have shown that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a semester of college Spanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try Babbel for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I didn't think it was possible to meet someone like Susan. We just clicked after realizing we each have a strong sense of self and share the same core values in life. After taking our advanced personality test, Daniel and Susan matched on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash meet. That's silversingles.com slash meet. Eight actors representing true customer testimonials. Names have been changed. So it's Friday night in Pittsburgh. So a lot of people that means pizza. I know for years you did a Friday night pizza night in your house, didn't you, John? Sure did. Yeah. Look forward to it. Uh huh. Well, we've done it as well. And so it kind of had me thinking uh, about pizza. And so I decided to do some investigation online. And according to Pequods.com, uh, they, <laughs> I know you're wondering, really, how often do you hang out on that site? Uh, not often. However, they do have listed the top five countries in pizza consumption. Really? Okay. Um, and so I'm going to go from five to one. But I'm going to ask uh, you to tell me, John, what you think is the country that takes the top spot. Hmm. Hmm. Is this a trick question? I'm not saying. All right. Uh, I would say us. I would say the U.S. is the number one purveyor of pizza in the world. Okay. Just um, keep that in mind. I'm going to start with number five, John. All right. Number five is Italy, the home of pizza. Mm-hmm. 
Napoli, thought to be the birthplace of it, but this yeah. country consumes a surprisingly small amount of it compared to the other players that we're going to talk about. Each day, approximately a million pizzas consumed in Italy. Okay. Uh, there are about 63,000 pizzerias that employ around 100,000 pizza makers. And uh, each day of the week, the pizzerias produce an average of 80 pizzas. Nice. Number four, Germany. A German pizza. A growing trend. It takes fourth place for worldwide consumption. Um, it's only a fraction of what other countries are eating, but it's no small amount, and it's seeing a lot of growth. The sales value of pizza increased 0.5% between 2017 and 2018, and another 0.5% from 2018 to 2019. Now, they have something that they like, a delicacy called Flammkuchen. It's a distinctive pizza pie. It hails from southern Germany. Um, and it's prepared in a wood-fired oven. On top of it, bacon, onion, and creme fraiche. Oh. Also oh. popular in Germany is the tuna-topped pizza, oh. which sounds awful. No, but no. that's okay. I support I their right those. to do whatever. Do you? Would okay. that be fresh tuna or canned tuna? Wouldn't it doesn't right? say. It does not say. And you I'm sorry. You don't think you'd go for a little tuna? A tuna-topped pizza? Absolutely not. Oh. Thank you. Now, uh, number three, the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the fast food choice of the UK. The average Brit eats 731 pizzas over the course of their lifetime. Um, Pepperoni is favorite there, as well as margarita pizza with mozzarella and tomato. The third most popular pizza in the UK is the Hawaiian loaded with ham and pineapple. Just okay. It's fine. I had it last night. Did you? A pineapple pizza? I sure did. Number two. What did you say? Is that your go-to? No, but but we were making it ourselves. Okay. Number two, the U.S. What? We're not number one. No. We're number one. Second place for pizza consumption. Um, Our choices are diverse. Each American, of course, eats around 40 pizzas a year. No surprise that 93% of Americans have eaten pizza in the last month. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pepperoni is most popular here. Uh, 62% of Americans prefer meat toppings, while 38% like vegetable toppings mm-hmm. better. Women, John, twice as likely to order a vegetarian pizza. Sure, I get that, right, yeah. And the number one. <laughs> number one. Country, which eats the most pizza. Do you want to guess who it is now that you know who it isn't? Australia. Wrong. Oh, uh, Greece. Wrong. <laughs> uh, Portugal. Norway. What? <laughs> Way. You don't believe that? No. Get well, out of here. I'm, if you think we eat a lot of pizza in America, you should see what they are consuming there. Really? Because each person in Norway eats about 11 pounds of pizza every year. What it's a heck? monumental number, especially they didn't even know what pizza was in Norway until the 1970s. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so it's like it's incredibly new. The majority of pizzas there, however, are not made in pizzerias. They're Mm. frozen, okay? So they have a particular brand called Grandiosa, okay? A full 50% of the frozen pizzas eaten in Norway are this brand. And Mm. it's so well known in the country that a lot of the population say they consider it the unofficial national dish. Get out. Grandiosa frozen pizza. And it's just like a, a, is it just a regular frozen pizza? Grandiosa makes 18 varieties. The most popular in Norway is the classic, which is tomato sauce, Jarlsberg cheese, ham, and paprika. Ham and paprika? Yes. 
Each year they sell more than nine million of that particular pizza pie. Interesting. What if they'll make inroads in the American market, right? I, I, mean, I don't know. I just, it's I mean, crazy. Other pizza toppings you can find in Norway include Bernays sauce and French fries. Oh, Bernays sauce. Can really? you imagine Bernays sauce no, on your pizza? No, no. And your fries? I mean, anyway, I don't mind an occasional frozen for pizza. You yeah, don't three mind cheers what? for them. I don't, I don't mind an occasional frozen pizza. No. Right? I don't like oh, it. I mean, I haven't there. had the grandiosa or whatever. No, I like to try it. Makes that. me eager to try it, though. Oh. I'm actually willing. The Norwegians and their pizza love. Interesting. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Feature.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Florida Senator Rick Scott is defending the pushback from conservative Republicans in the battle for House Speaker. Bob Agnew reports. Senator Scott defends the effort by a handful of GOP members to stop Kevin McCarthy from taking over as Speaker. After all, democracy is messy. Scott says the standoff may offend moderate Republicans, but not most GOP voters. I think now there's a lot of people who have said, look, we're tired of 31 and a half dollars for the debt. We're tired of running big deficits. We're tired of all this wokeness. So Scott says the current battle is exactly what the public wants to see. They want to know what are we going to do when we win. Senator Rick Scott of Florida was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. Bob Agner reporting. And the 13th ballot is now underway. America's employers adding a solid 223,000 jobs in December. The unemployment rate fell from 3.6 to 3.5 percent, matching a 53-year low. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Dennis Prager. As you know, the culmination of my life's work has been writing my Rational Bible Commentary series. I have done Genesis, Exodus, and the just-released Deuteronomy. They are all called the Rational Bible because my approach is entirely reason-based. My motto is, if it doesn't make sense, I don't accept it. If you look up the 5,000 reviews on my Rational Bible volumes, you will see how many lives I have changed. Whether you are a Jew, a Christian, an atheist, or a member of some other religion, it doesn't matter. This speaks to your mind and your heart in explaining the most important books ever written, the Rational Bible. The latest is Deuteronomy, the most quoted book of the nation's founders. So if you're looking for the perfect holiday gift, even for someone with no faith, in fact especially, I recommend giving them my Rational Bibles. Go to PragerStore.com. You can buy them individually or as a complete set. All Rational Bibles sold in the Prager Store are autographed by me. Go to PragerStore.com. That's PragerStore.com or click the banner on my website. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. The key to church revitalization comes not from the outside in 
but from the inside out. Trinity School for Ministry presents Congregational Renewal Inside Out, January 19th and 20th. Featuring the Reverend Canon Mark Eldridge, this seminar will give you the passion, biblical principles, and proven practical strategies that will bring health and growth to any size congregation. Congregational Renewal Inside Out, presented by Trinity School for Ministry, January 19th and 20th. Register at tsm.edu slash pastoral. Hi, Rhett Rasmussen of besthotgrill.com. Step up your grilling game with our Solaire Portable Infrared Grills. Our compact everywhere is a favorite of RVers and trailer pullers. Solaire Infrared provides the quick sear for bar marks and texture needed to properly finish sous vide. Use a portable alongside your larger conventional grill to create an instant sear zone and more juicy and flavorful food. Learn more at besthotgrill.com. Affordable, powerful, portable infrared grills at besthotgrill.com. We'll see mostly cloudy skies for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 31. Mostly cloudy skies continue tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 36. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 24. Cloudy skies Sunday with occasional rain in the afternoon. We'll wrap up the weekend with a high of 37. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings. Happy Friday to you. Thanks for coming along today. Um, The culture wars, of course, will rage on as long as there is culture and two sides to argue over a, a specific point. However, the idea of public prayer, those in favor and those who would otherwise not have public prayer took a gigantic step forward on Monday night because um, as a football player on national television suffered a heart attack, those who would never pray in public were all of a sudden closing their eyes, clasping their hands together, and entreating the Lord of the universe, God, to step forward and save this young man's life. There's an article in uh, today's Wall Street Journal, how DeMar Hamlin drove a nation to pray. And and basically, they say, you know, for over 60 years, the idea of public prayer has been challenged in courts all over this country. I mean, it was just um, in June of this year that the uh, Supreme Court ruled that a uh, high school football player, a high school coach, I should say, was fired improperly because he was praying at the 50-yard line after the games. And of course, that case did make its way to the Supreme Court, and the court ruled in the coach's favor. But whenever uh, something happens like it happened on Monday night, which is probably, hopefully, a once-in-a-lifetime event at Paycor Stadium, which is a public venue and owned by Hamilton County in Buffalo, uh, no one made an objection that there was prayer on a public Mm -hmm. forum. Right. I mean, it happened. If you were fortunate to see this event, uh, as shocking and as horrific as it was, the idea that there were people praying actively, bowing their heads, football commentators in studio, bowing their heads and praying, not just one person, two, but three commentators bowing their head and praying. Now, they did not say in Jesus name, but they did say to God and amen. And it was everywhere. The NFL on Monday evening 
said thoughts are acceptable, right? Thoughts for for, uh, the football player, for DeMar Hamlin. But on Tuesday morning, they said, please pray for Mm -hmm. DeMar Hamlin. That's the NFL. That's how quickly this idea of prayer changed in the public discourse. Kath, what do you think? Well, the first thing I think is that there's something wonderful about people reaching out to a creator. Mm -hmm. I mean, no matter how cynical our uh, era or circumstance, I think that that's something to, to look at and acknowledge and marvel at. The second thing I think of, though, is that we treat God cheaply. We... I'm sure that each one of us treats God cheaply um, because of how little we understand of who he is. But as a culture, we for sure do, because we can just as easily take a guy, uh, you know, to court all the way up to the Supreme Court for daring to, you know, invite his players to pray. You talked about the the case that went before the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. Um, and that seems like some kind of offense. Yeah. And the whole secular media, you know, can, has to get behind that. Um, and then you see something like this, and that's a lot of it would seem the same crush of media is now leaning in the other direction, saying, no, you know, please, you know, pray for DeMar, of course, you know, um, when I, I can't think of the guy's name who first prayed for him on ESPN. I can't think of what his name is. Oh, he's a but, former football player. Yes, wasn't he? exactly. Um, it'll come to me later on. He said uh, Dan Orvalowski. There you go. Orlovsky. Right. right. Yeah. So no one, he was in studio with two other people. Yeah. He said, you know, I, I I'm, I'm just going to do this. Cause this is, this is what comes naturally to me that he, nobody stopped him. And nobody no. said, that's a horrible idea. We're not going to let you do that. They were no. like, yes, please. Each please said amen. Go. And you felt like they meant it. I mean, they yes. did. This wasn't show. Yes, exactly. This was an actual plea. Now I've got a friend who said, he said, let me be the contrarian here, of course. Uh, he said, it was great that people were praying, but he said, I've got a problem because they were not praying to the one God of the universe. Okay. So, right? I mean, right. listen, baby steps I'll take, right? People were willing to submit themselves to a God. Mm-hmm. Now, they, a lot of people weren't praying to Jesus, but there was prayer to God. Any desperate heart that reaches out to God is a precious thing. I I I really think that. Um, But I I hope that on maybe on a succeeding day, it would cause individuals and hopefully our society at large to just reckon with how we think of God and prayer in public. Because if we're if we're that welcoming of it, when disaster is at our doorstep, then shouldn't that make us more open to the possibility at other times when we think that we're the smartest in the room, when we think that we've intellectually figured out every iota of an issue, when we're confronted with people from another party, when we're confronted with an issue that we're not comfortable with? I mean, wouldn't that make us more humble? I would hope it would make us more humble humble in, in succeeding times. Right. I mean, I think all of us, right, um, I know you, myself, uh, in our circles, a lot of us pray continuously. I mean, pray throughout the day. And would it be how great this country would be if there were more disciples of prayer 
who were like that, constantly praying, thinking, Mm -hmm. talking to God about God, about our troubles, our fears, our joys, our praises, all those things, I believe, would help society tremendously. And people who were awkward about prayer or shy or whatever would come to know in that baby step the one true God of the universe, which, of course, is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Yeah. And if and if anyone in our individual circles watched that game like I did on Monday Night Live and saw all that happen and was oh truly gosh. shaken by the experience, Crying. Um, the last thing they need is a Christian telling them they're praying wrong. <laughs> right. It's not helping, no. But the good news is, right, so this happened on Monday. Today, Damar Hamlin was FaceTiming, speaking, having conversations with his coaches and teammates. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, how many, I believe, millions and millions and millions of prayers, Mm -hmm. people praying actively for his safety and well-being for him and his family. Yep. That's the power of prayer. Yeah, it is the power of prayer. But what about the power then of having this be step one? Mm -hmm. Okay, if you prayed for DeMar Hamlin and you're seeing a, a wonderful, you know, step-by-step incremental step in his healing. Isn't that wonderful? What does that cause us to believe about God when we pray about the next thing, or when we have the opportunity to either pray or not pray about the next thing? Are we going to take that step forward to say, yes, I did it before. I'm going to do it again and have that be step two. Yeah. And the hope is, I mean, even though there's such incredible good news, if there wasn't good news, people would go, well, what was I doing? Well, that prayer was for not, right? The people would not quantify their prayer on the nature of an outcome, good, bad, or otherwise, but just prayer and worship for worship and prayer's sake. It's a mysterious thing. It truly is. Okay, we'll take a quick break, come back. Bill Glaze is going to join us. A very interesting topic ahead. As a pastor in the Homewood neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh, Pastor Glaze is going to talk about black apologetics. I don't think we've ever, in all the years of our show, had any discussion. That's next. 101.5 WORD. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. It's our Valentine dinner cruise, Friday, February 10th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. And now through January 10th, get 10% off your ticket price. Book now at wordfm.com. Well, Happy New Year to you. And uh, for a lot of people, the the idea of taking a break in the new year is just a dream. But if you work so hard, taking a break is a very good thing. And that's exactly what's happened at the Spring House. Marsha, it's nice to sort of sleep in a little bit. Have you been doing that? I have. We've had about five days of break and um, maybe six. And um, it's been really great to get refreshed. One of our fellows said, Marsha, I really want to work. And I go, well, if you can do it all, we'll stay open. But otherwise, the rest of us need a break. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So the spring okay, house is closed. That's yep, nice. We're closed, and we'll reopen this coming Sunday at noon. And we're going to have a new winter menu with beef stew and stuffed peppers and stuffed chicken breast mm. and all kinds of yummy different things this coming Sunday. 
Oh, we just lost Marsha, but I know those yummy things she's talking about, which includes springhouse milk and ice cream, all the baked goods you'll find in the market, including cheese and chocolate milk. Everything is available starting Sunday. They open at noon. They'll be open noon to seven on Sunday. For more information, springhousemarket.com. Attention, if you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance, and you better watch out, because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they'll fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Over the many years we've done this show, it's always been a great pleasure to engage with Pastor Bill Glaze from Bethany Baptist Church in the Homewood neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Always brings a unique perspective and uh, always a dash of wit as well. Bill, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Happy Friday. Oh, same to you. Uh, Usually our day is Thursday, but uh, I'm a I'm a day late and a dollar short, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling, Bill. I know the feeling. <laughs> that dollar short is always problematic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, does. Bill, it you definitely want, is. Yeah. Bill, you want you said you wanted to talk to us about black apologetics, and um, I, I'm eager to hear you talk about this. You know, you're talking to two white people, so I don't think we can weigh in a whole lot. Um, but I, I want to hear where you're going with this, and then you know, maybe I can learn more about where you're coming from. Okay. Uh, you know, it, I, I teach a course on apologetics, and mm-hmm. in the course, you know, we talk about giving a defense of the Christian faith, you know, defending the person of Christ, defending the resurrection, you know, defending uh, creation versus evolution, uh, defending the Bible, and so we go to great lengths, you know, to give an apologetic, you know, for those subjects. But in the black community, you know, there is a uh, an additional apologetic that we have to deal with. And, you know, we have to be able to go in and, you know, research these things and, and defend uh, the Christian faith, defend the Bible. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, you know, there are uh, groups in our community, uh, black Hebrew Israelites, Nation of Islam, you know, other other groups that, you know, will tell young, especially black men, that Christianity is a white man's religion. And, and then they go and verify or support, you know, their assertion, you know, by a couple 
things. And and sadly, you know, some of these things are true. And and you know, it, when you take a little bit of truth and you and you give it out there, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, swallow it. And and so, you know, when you think about uh the fact that it's promoted that, you know, well, why do you want to be a Christian? You know, Christianity is not for black people. Uh, you know, you know, and then they'll bring up things like, look how the slave owners mistreated the slaves, you know, and, and oftentimes they did it uh, using the Bible. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I did my, my thesis, my master's thesis on the curse of Canaan and its relationship to the black church. And, you know, I searched some of the uh, uh, largest Southern libraries because there was a lot of documentation uh, dealing with, you know, uh, rhetoric during slavery times. And, and it was amazing to me to see the number of pastors, theologians, even politicians that used the Bible to promote slavery. And so mm-hmm. in, in an effort to, you know, try to get black people to not follow Christianity, you know, it said, well, why do you want to follow something that teaches uh, uh, people that it's, it's all right to, you know, own slaves? You know, I I was uh, listening to a radio program one day. Uh, it wasn't yours, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll put that out there. Uh, but, you know, the guy said, he said, I will never read anything. This was a black man. He said, I'll never read anything that the Apostle Paul wrote. He said, because Paul promoted slavery. He told, you know, people to go and submit to their masters. So, mm. you know, uh, you know, just using, you know, those type of verses you know, so you, you have to be able to give a defense. You know, when somebody says, well, Paul promoted slavery or the Bible promotes slavery, you know, you need to be able to go in and, and, and tell them that, you know, the type of uh, servanthood that or even, you know, the King James uses the word slaves. It wasn't the same as the American brand of slavery. Yeah, it was completely different. You know, when you when you look at the fact that some individuals would sell themselves in the slavery or pay their debts. And then, you know, some people, uh, you know, grew up in, 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 in a household. You look at Abraham, he had a servant, Eleazar. He grew up and, you know, he was going to be the uh, inherit Abraham's, uh, you know, uh, uh, wealth. So, you know, but, but still, again, you know, and, and that's why it's necessary to be able to do this apologetic uh, in the black community. You know, another, another uh, support that they use is it says that Christianity paints a picture of a whitewashed Jesus. And, you know, I know growing up, I can remember in our dining room, you know, we had a, my mom had a picture over uh, her cupboard and uh, it was Jesus in the garden. And it was a blonde haired, blue eyed Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so, you know, people look at that and they say, well, you know, this is an American brand of Christianity. You know, why, you know, why, why would you want to uh, serve somebody that you can't even identify with? And, and then, you know, uh, it's argued, you know, from people who promote, uh, you know, this whole idea that Christianity is the white man's religion, you know, it's said that, well, if you look at the history of the church, you know, now, you know, there were individuals throughout the years that spoke up, but the church as a whole was silent, you know, especially when you look at segregation, Jim Crow issues, you know, the church was not really that aggressive. So, you know, they use arguments like that, you know, to say that, you know, as a black person, why do you even want to identify with Christianity? So again, 
you know, we have to be able to give a defense, you know, for why we are Christian. You know, as, you know, again, as a black man, why am I a Christian? You know, it says that, you know, one of the big things, and I deal with this all the time, and that is the Bible is the white man's book. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I have to go back and I have, have to challenge that that thought because, you know, when you do research, you know, you see that there were many black people in prominent positions that uh, show up in the Bible. And, you know, even, you know, some people believe that Mark, uh, you know, was from Africa. And so, you know, he may have uh, had, uh, you know, uh, 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 African uh, background. And so, you know, when so you, you have to go in, you know, you have to study these things uh, because, again, you know, as we deal with apologetics, you know, again, we often think of defending the person of Christ, the Bible, the resurrection. But, you know, as uh, African-Americans, you know, we have we have a whole nother apologetic to deal with. And oftentimes, you know, we're dealing with it with people right in our own family. So, uh, you know, I know just, uh, you know, in, in the church. You know, I've had people that come, you know, come to the church, you know, with different ideas and thoughts. And then, you know, my members are, you know, or ask me, you know, well, Pastor, you know, my 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 son has, you know, and a lot of sadly, you know, a lot of times when when these young men go to jail, you know, that's where they get indoctrinated at. And, you know, because they're looking for an identity. And and so, you know, these I call them cultic groups like the Nation of Islam and the, the Black mm-hmm. Hebrew Israelites, you know, they, they help give them that identity. And, and so, you know, they begin to, to, to swallow uh, the, the Kool-Aid and, and, and follow the philosophy. Yeah. I mean, that, that all of that, Bill, is fascinating. And of course, you know, uh, from a perspective uh, of your perspective in Homewood, uh, pastoring a church for many decades and engaging, you know, with especially young black men and, and you see it. So you've lived it. And so it's it's something like, you know, Kath and I, here we are, you know, a couple of suburban white people. We have no connection to this whatsoever. But, you know, it's it's ironic that you're joining us today because I was reading today. Of course, today is January 6th. It's the Feast of the Epiphany. And, you know, of course, in, in many places, you see, you know, the Magi show up. There's always a black man who mm-hmm. is one of the kings who shows up. And, of course, right. you know, we were talking a little earlier in the show about, about you know, on, on your bucket list, when you look at Christmas in Ethiopia and Ethiopian Christians, it's one of the most beautiful scenes in all of Christendom. So there are mm. deep roots, as you're saying. Uh, you know, you don't right. have to convince me, but, you know, your work, I'm sure, is uphill a lot of time. Right, right. And, and you know, you bring out a very interesting point uh, because uh, a lot of uh, people ha- think that, well, you know, Christianity, you know, is some Johnny come lately in America. But, John, like you said, you know, uh, some of the church fathers like Origen, Augustine, you know, individuals like that, uh, you know, they were from Africa. And so, you know, the, the church and then, you know, even look at, uh, you know, the, the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, yep. who got who got saved in the book of Acts and, and no doubt went back to Ethiopia and, and began to spread Christianity there. So there's a deep uh, rooted history of Christianity before, you know, slaves were even uh, brought across the ocean to America. And, and so, you know, that's one of the things that, it, you know, again, dealing with an apologetic and, and having to deal with this, I, I call it urban apologetics, you know, having to deal with this urban apologetics, you know, as, as an African-American Christian, you know, we need to know those type of things because, you know, a lot of these times, these guys will fast talk you 
and, and, and just run a bunch of stuff off because they heard somebody else say it. But if you mm-hmm. can come, you know, with, with, with research and you can come with facts and show that uh, Christianity was flourishing in Africa, you know, long before, you know, uh, slaves were brought to America. Bill, so. that's an amazing mission field. I mean, really, it is. I mean, to be prepared yeah. to uh, to engage with the fast talkers. Right. And of course, you understand. Right. Um, you know, you bring up, you know, a, a prison population. Of course, people people want to belong. They need a safe haven in a prison. And so you would think, well, yeah, it, it, large numbers, young black men are going nation of Islam or whatnot. But uh, right. the truth is, and I'm so glad that you're there, uh, you know, at Bethany uh, and in Homewood to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, the historical Jesus and those black men and women who were part of those very first steps of Christ in this world. Right, right. And, and, and you know, I, I, we, we have to be honest, too, John. You know, I, I heard the story about a, a, a white guy and a black guy. They were arguing what color Jesus was. And uh, the black mm-hmm. man said he was black. The white man said he was white. And they argued, and they both died the same day. And uh, and they went to heaven, and they saw St. Peter, and they said, we've been arguing about this all of our life. Uh, you know, what color was, is Jesus? Well, they said Jesus is coming down the, the, the pearly, uh, down down the golden streets right now you can ask him and so as jesus came uh he walked up to him and said buenos dios amigos so uh you know, when, <laughs> <laughs> well that's the bottom line right jesus was not white right, right? Exactly. jesus was not black exactly. jesus was a jewish man who lived in the middle east yeah that's very good. right 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 and, and you know that's the other thing you know i i got this bible it's called the uh the the African centric Bible and everybody in there is black. And so, you know, that, that, that takes it to another extreme, you know, which, you know, to me, delegitimizes, you know, the fact that there are black people, you know, in the Bible, but when you make everybody black, then, you know, that kind of, you know, takes away from, uh, you know, the, the reality of what is, what, what's, uh, what's true. Right. Well, I mean, I guess the good news is bill, everybody wants to claim Jesus for their own, right? Yeah, amen. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, yeah, but the story of the gospel is that he claimed us for him. Yes, yes. Right? Of course, it is. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the other way amen. around. That's good. Right. And, and, and you know, he's able to, and, and, and that's the beauty of, uh, of Christianity, that when you have a true encounter with Jesus Christ, he transforms your heart. And, and those things, you know, racial issues and all that, is, you know, I mean, it's still, you know, you know that it's there. But, you know, for yeah. those who are under the guidance of the Holy Spirit that love the Lord, it's not an issue. You know, you know, when I got saved and, you know, I began to grow in the Lord, you know, all that stuff, you know, racial stuff kind of, you know, dissipated. Uh, but, you know, for again, if you're going to do an apologetic and win people to Jesus Christ, you know, you have to sometimes be able to answer, you know, some of the issues that they're dealing with. And so it becomes uh, not only an apologetic, but uh, an evangelistic uh, uh, type thing too, where you're trying to, you know, lead somebody to Christ. And sometimes you got to answer those questions before, you know, you can present the gospel to them. Amen. That's really well said, Bill. Thanks an awful lot. I mean, I really appreciate the, this perspective here. I, I got to say, it's not something I have ever considered before, but you're living it every day. So thank you for your mission field. Amen. Amen. And I thank Amen you God for you guys and, and, and keep, keep holding up the bloodstained banner. Very nice. Hey, Bill, wait, but don't leave yet, Bill, because I just want to ask you just a couple words about DeMar Hamlin. Were you watching the game on Monday night? Uh, Yes, I was. 
it's, 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 it's amazing how the, uh, the, the Buffalo Bills came around and, and just got on their knees and prayed. And, uh, and, and now we're seeing some of the fruits of that. So praise God. I'm into that. Very good. Thanks, Bill. They know this, that you were made with a purpose because your college years are pivotal. And the time to discover and cultivate your God-given calling, it's there. And you know, and so do we, that God made you in his image with a purpose for your life. In a Grove City College, you'll find an unwavering commitment to your freedom of conscience, empowering you to know the truth of who God is and his purpose for your life. I got to be honest, college was a hard time for me. I mean, it was really challenging academically. It was also really challenging socially. And so to kind of have a solid perspective that's given to you by the faculty that there's a purpose for this, that God has a purpose, not just for what you're learning in the classroom, but with your roommate or with your boy or girlfriend or whoever, it, it, what you're going through, the changes with your siblings or your parents, that there's a purpose for that. Yes. I don't know. I feel like that could change everything for someone who's of a college age. Without a doubt. In your academics, your social life, in all things, you were made with a purpose. If you're looking, your child looking for the next four years, we suggest you look at Grove City College online at gcc.edu. The power of purpose, Grove City College. Shop limited time deals at the truckload event at Lowe's. Happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the truckload event today. About 1229 to 125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase. You're not who you were 25 years ago. Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman, and a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now. Now, deeperfaithcruise.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We'll see mostly cloudy skies for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 31. Mostly cloudy skies continue tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 36. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 24. Cloudy skies Sunday with occasional rain in the afternoon. We'll wrap up the weekend with a high of 37. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. That makes you feel like dancing. You know? Certainly it's a, a, a different style. R- reminds me, um, when I lived in New York City, uh, 
lived on the west side. And by the time I got to New York, I had sort of missed the zenith, zenith of something called the Roseland Ballroom. And it was uh, on West 52nd Street. But occasionally, I would sort of stop by. You just kind of walk in sometimes. They would have like open dance nights. Uh, it was a gigantic venue. Uh, I think it, uh, someone told me it accommodated 3,000 people dancing at one time. So it was just a gigantic room. And, of course, there were concerts in there and whatnot. But in its heyday, the Roseland Ballroom, I mean, you can imagine 3,000 people dancing the waltz, right, or the boogie-woogie or something like that. Well, all that to say, the music and the, the idea of dancing, that there is a new study out that says people over 65 years of age who spend six months or more learning ballroom dancing uh, will greatly increase their journey away from dementia. Now, this study, they put people on treadmills for six months, and then they put people into a ballroom dancing class, and they tested them before and after. What they found was this, that exercise is good, of course, for everyone and does help to decrease your dementia uh, odds. But those who worked six months or more in ballroom dancing significantly, significantly, by 30 or 40 percent more than those who were on a treadmill were off the charts as far as their cognitive ability after six months or more. How about that? So do they attribute that? Do they know what to attribute that to? Well, there's something they're saying about the hippocampus, the area of this brain where you are forced to engage in pattern thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever those, whatever the steps are in ballroom dancing, thinking them in your, first of all, learning them, thinking them, recalling them, and then doing the actual movements over again, again and again and again over months time. Something there, they don't say what it is, but they just know it really lit up parts of the brain that somehow are actively against aging poorly. Wow, that's fascinating. It is fascinating. And have also, you ever been ballroom dancing? Uh, I have never been ballroom dancing. Mm -hmm. You? No. No, I'm mm -hmm. a very poor dancer. Are you, John? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Disappointed to hear that. Yeah, I am a poor dancer. I would also think that the engagement of left versus right side yeah. is also important. Mm-hmm. Right. I would think anything that engages certain, you know, uh, certain movements on one side and then the other side is probably, you know, mm -hmm. helpful to the brain. Yeah. I mean, I want to dance, you know. Do you? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I enjoy it. But the idea of like, you know, and I have danced, you know, on the stage, but it's not like something I go, hey, this is something I can do really well. Believe me, I'm no Fred Astaire. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. But you, I'm surprised that you, you, you're not someone who enjoys a good dance. I mean, I used to dance a lot. Did in, you? My younger days, yeah, but I wasn't ballroom dancing. What were you dancing? Well, you yeah, know. Doing, doing yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that kind of, I mean, you know, you see people dance today and you kind of go, that's not, like my mother, she'd always go, that's not really dancing. They're not really dancing. They're just right, kind of moving. All of a sudden, if it's not Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, right. you're well, not of course, actually you know, you know, the great, The greatest generation, they, they danced, right? We're just kind of moving, swaying. Whatever that okay, is. so you you were just talking about ballroom dancing. Mm -hmm. Let me just say this. I know we have to get to a break, but I saw an article today in the Hill.com about the states with the longest life expectancy. Oh, yeah. They're good. Which could be the states that encourage the most ballroom dancing for all you I think. know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just wondering. Okay, so okay. where is Pennsylvania? There, I, All they list is the top 10 and we're not in it. Mm, okay.
No, you I looked hear at the list. Top top ten in life expectancy. Please, yeah. Number ten, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Nine, Utah. Mm-hmm. Eight, Vermont. Hmm. Seven, Tide, Oregon, and New Hampshire. Hmm. Five, Massachusetts. Four, hmm. California. Three, Minnesota. What? Two, Washington. And number one, the state with the longest life expectancy is not in the lower 48. It is Hawaii. Hawaii, the number one state. Well, that was what sense. Kathy was dancing to. What you doing? Yes! Very nice. There's no Fred Astaire there. Be back in a minute. Do you remember? W-O-R-D. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. The key to church revitalization comes not from the outside in, but from the inside out. Trinity School for Ministry presents Congregational Renewal Inside Out, January 19th and 20th. Featuring the Reverend Canon Mark Eldridge, this seminar will give you the passion, biblical principles, and proven practical strategies that will bring health and growth to any size congregation. Congregational Renewal, Inside Out, presented by Trinity School for Ministry, January 19th and 20th. Register at tsm.edu slash pastoral. Weatherproof your day with the AccuWeather app by checking your daily, hourly, and minute-by-minute forecast. With precise details pinpointed to your exact street address, you will have access to exclusive features like Minutecast and Real Feel, all backed by AccuWeather's team of over 100 expert meteorologists. The AccuWeather app is your most reliable source of weather information, so you can plan your day with confidence. Download the AccuWeather app today. 9,997. No, no. Suppose no. Thomas Edison had given up. 9,998. Uh, but his failures only led him to the next idea. 9,999. Picture Times Square, dim, mm. Las Vegas, dark, your home, black. Picture no electric light. 10,000. Come on, come on. 
optimism. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? <laughs> everyone was talking about the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, and his failed attempt to ascend to that level and his selling of his soul, basically, to attain that power. What do you yes. think, Kathy? Yeah, I think everybody's talking about that. Also, I think they were talking about Damar Hamlin, cardiac mm-hmm. arrest on uh, live TV, Monday Night Football. Very good. What was a conversation that made you think? Uh, you weren't here for this day. Uh, you were in sickbed with COVID. Uh, yeah. I was talking to Doug Bursch about marriage and lawn care. And his wow, presupposition is, yeah, he said, you know, a lot of guys like you know, really preen and, and care for their lawns as though like it's their love. And oftentimes they do so at the expense of their marriage. You know, if guys would pay enough attention to their wives, engage, you know, intimately with their wives as they did with their lawnmower or their fertilizer, <laughs> marriages would be better. <laughs> all right. That's pretty good. That's pretty so. good. Um, all right. I talked about um, uh, our conversation with Cy Gart yesterday, John. It was yesterday at 435. Uh, a biochemist. And uh, he was talking about why life exists and yeah. just how before he had um, come to faith, he was practicing in his field and he just could not, from his biochemical vantage point, come up with that first spark. How did it, how did it start? He just, yeah. he, there was just no way to get back to it. And that was just one of his... I don't know, one of the motivators that caused him to seek something that was, you know, that was outside of science was something that was supernatural. And it was a fascinating conversation. So if you missed that conversation that John mentioned with Doug or the one I just mentioned with um, Sigart, you can always contact our podcast, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, wherever you get your podcasts. What are you reading? Um, I'm reading a book. That's sort of been on my list for a while, but I started this over the new year. It's called Flight, My Life in Mission Control by Chris Kraft. And Chris Kraft was sort of like the control in mission control during, you know, the Gemini and especially the Apollo missions. Really? Yeah. It's, it's of course, it's an older book. It's probably like, uh, I think, in the 80s. It was a New York Times bestseller. But it's fascinating. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a space geek. And so I love sort of like the inside stories of the astronauts. Mm, so I'm reading right. Uh, speaking of space, I just finished uh, C.S. Lewis's Space Trilogy, um, which is Out of the Silent Planet and Paralandra, and just uh, completed that Hideous Strength, which is the third one. Nice. And uh, they were all written between the First and Second World War. Uh Fascinating books. People feel very strongly about whether they like the first and second books and don't like the third one, or they like the third one and don't really like the first and second ones. Uh, I have to be honest, I the third one was by far my favorite. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Excellent. Very nice. What did you eat? My wife uh, over the holiday was on a pie uh, sort of tangent. And uh, for whatever reason, I'm the greatest benefactor of this. So last week... Uh, she made an apple pie, and my one son ate literally one small slice. My wife ate none. My other son ate none. So I had the entirety of a beautiful 
fabulous homemade apple pie that my wife, she's just a great pie maker. I ate that thing every morning. I had a slice oh. of apple pie. Oh, it's fabulous. Oh, that was fab. <laughs> that was like, it made my day. Thank you. Apple pie. Well, as a daughter of the homeland of mm. Poland, I just have to say, I just ate a lot of pierogies. Just you, a lot. I ate a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a bad combination. COVID and pierogi really do not yeah. go together well. No, I think that I think everything is fine with pierogi. I mean, I had I was committed to the sauerkraut ones this year and mm-hmm. the cottage cheese ones in particular. Uh, I had them with applesauce. I had them with sour cream, a lot of butter and onion. It was fabulous. Excellent. What did you watch? Uh, I talked about this the other day. So um, I'm watching Better Call Saul which is five seasons. I'm super bingy on it, which I really love. It's a train wreck. You see it's like a slow motion train wreck because Saul uh, is so likable, but then he's such a train wreck. I mean, he he could have the world and all that's in it, but his base nature refuses to follow along and he has to follow, you know, his own call and he just makes a mess about it out of everything. And, um, it's it's enjoyable in a cringy, sad, self-destructive way. So Saul's the lawyer from Breaking mm-hmm. Bad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very well uh, done. All right. I just finished uh, the third season of Jack Ryan, mm. which is on Amazon, uh, starring John Krasinski. And uh, I liked all three of the seasons. I believe this was my favorite. This was Russia-centric. Um, the first one is Middle Eastern. The second one is uh, South American, and this is Russia centric. And if you like the straight ahead action spy thing, man, this is your show. So check out Jack Ryan. Excellent. What hacked you off? The Freedom Caucus. Those clowns, Lauren Bobart and Matt Gertz and uh, all the rest of them, they are about an eighth of an inch, a sixteenth of an inch deep, and about. 50,000 miles wide. They're just clowns. They're in it for self-promotion. It's all about me, 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 me. There's no love of country here. It's all about self-promotion. I see these guys and they just hack me off. It's ridiculous. We're being held hostage by these guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was thinking a similar thing, John. I was just looking at just how maybe I'm too Pollyanna-ish looking at politicians when I was growing up as some kind of statesman and maybe they were always, you know, I don't know, but, but now they, it just seems like it's a clown show. And I just long for the days when there were people who had actual, you know, intellectual heft and they had character and they were trying to debate things. I mean, we, we had John Adams at one point, right? (laughs) Like Ronald Reagan. I don't know how we got JFK. I mean, you name it. What happened? I just, I don't know how we got from that point to this point. The public speaking skills are horrible. What was the best news you heard this week? Oh, the best news I heard this week. Um, That even though Kath had COVID, and I've got this weird thing uh, with my leg, uh, we're on the mend. Yeah. What do you say? That's my best news. Yeah. Best news I heard this week, DeMar Hamlin improving after what I watched on Monday night Mm. football. I mean, it was just hard to imagine that there could be a happy ending to the story. So we're, we're praying that there is. All right. What have you been listening to? Okay, so I'm listening to this, and this is from the soundtrack of Better Call Saul, because they're running all this, you know, sort of like vintage stuff. This song from 1972, this is Chicago, and I love this stuff, and uh, check it out. Wow. Are you optimistic about the way that things are going? 
song is called Dialogue, Chicago, 1972, Chicago 5. Wow, how about that? All right, I've been listening to this. Oh, that's the Wolfpack. Wolfpack's new album, Schwitz. One of their new singles, Heaven. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Have you found the perfect gift for everyone on your shopping list this Christmas? If not, you might consider the gift of a good night's sleep from the original Mattress Factory. This is Greg Trzynski. Our factory direct business model allows us to provide a better quality product at a better price than mainstream mattress retailers. Also, because our beds are hand-built in local factories, there's an added benefit of supporting a local business. Stop by and gift someone special with an original mattress factory bed that they will enjoy for years to come. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. 
Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life & Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life & Legacy show. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Wow. We had uh, we had uh, one of the guys from Chicago on the air uh, maybe five or six years ago, right? Remember that? Yeah, sure. Walt Perry, oh, probably longer than that. Walt Paradazer, uh, just fabulous. And then we went and had dinner with him backstage, which is super cool. Anyway, All right, speaking of dinner, yeah, I saw an article on purewild.com today, John. Again, oh, another place. site, another site I'm not on very much, talking about how a 2022, they're calling it the year of ex- experiential dining. Okay, so this is like going out to eat, but in some special environment, like dining on a Ferris wheel or eating in the dark (laughs) or maybe having dinner with a violinist there or there's a live show at the table or there's a or you're in the, uh, you know, in the Middle East and you got a belly dancer or whatever it is. Anyway, uh, one of the experiential (laughs) environments that is discussed is the rise of underwater restaurants. Oh, what? I'm not making this up. Okay. Some are built inside aquariums, while others take you beneath ocean waters to a subaquatic eatery. Really? Okay. You can go to these things, tons of venues. Uh, there's one called Under in Norway. There's one called Itha Undersea in the Maldives, Coral in Indonesia, and Oceano Underwater Restaurant and Bar in China. You can nice. also, in a more close setting, Epcot's Coral Reef Restaurant is home to more than 2,000 sea creatures. Um, does that sound like something that you would like to investigate? Yeah, sure. That'd be kind of fun, right? I would like to try something like that. It's weird, but why not, right? To, to go underwater and have a meal? Yeah, why not? No way would in the world. It? No. Why? Because what, all I can think of is the fact that the walls are closing in on me. Yeah. So if the walls close in, maybe there's like a crack and then you float to the top. Right? It can't be that bad. Okay. Well, that's like, that's a very nice positive next take to on a what shark, can happen you know. if the walls crash in. A yeah. shark. Yeah, yeah, next to a shark, you go to the top. <laughs> Seriously, well, I, I, would, say like I have no interest in that. I've been None. to the Coral I mean, love, Reef one in uh, Epcot. That'd be beautiful. It Wait, is. you did go to that, Gary? Yeah. It's, it's like? beautiful. It's really cool. I bet it is, yeah. Walls of uh, aquarium, walls of glass with fish around you. That'd be, did you have a fish? Did you have like a fish dinner? Yeah, but I tried to hide it from them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I could. Right, yeah. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Now, wait yeah. a minute. Are you... Was there any concern in your in your mental no. picture that there was incredible amounts of pressure on all sides of you? No, not really. No. Wasn't worried about that. No, no. How did you get into the uh, dining space? You walked in. Yeah, I just walked. Well, so I mean, probably... would you walk down steps? Is Maybe. There an elevator? I, I, mean... I can't remember. It's been 20 years. Yeah. yeah. But just, it wasn't like you got in a submarine. And no, no, no. It's kind of like a, a burger. just a really nice restaurant yeah, you yeah. go into. That's super cool. And, yeah, I'd love to do that. And you walk in, what and maybe heck? maybe there's a ramp kind of down to a second level below. Yeah. And then you have to put I mean, on all, all the scuba gear, of course, and that kind of makes it hard to eat. But <laughs> Imagine I mean, being the chef. Both of you are talking of, like this is no big deal. Well, I mean, it's Disneyland. It's not like it's like, you know, you get in a plane and, and fly, you know, don't you? 
Have you ever thought about the air pressures on the outside of that thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I try on not you. to because I feel, I enjoy it more. That's Have a good weekend. Have a weekend. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. New Year's Eve in Times Square was marred by an alleged Islamic extremist attacking three NYPD officers with a... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.